Welcome to the sunny side, a place where we acknowledge the shit storms in life and share stories to get through them together. There is no one size fits all for physical or mental health, and healing is certainly not linear. So it's important to have as many tools in our toolbox as possible. This podcast is one episode after the next of how to achieve the best version of you. No matter your age, background, or walk in life, you will find a story here to relate to. I want this experience of Sunny Side Up to feel like home, like sitting in the sunshine, like the silver linings that peek through the clouds after a storm. Welcome. I am so glad you are here. Okay, so 2020 brought a lot of things. It brought a lot of blessings. It brought a lot of shit storms, but it also brought something really cool. And that cool thing is the fact that this mama that's on the podcast today with me, her name is Leslie Osborne, and myself, Allie Long, the two of us started a podcast in 2020, pretty much around the same time. And so we thought, how cool would it be to come together and do an episode together. So here we are today on Sunny Side Up and Moms Get It Done, it's a collab, which is what we do as women, right? We get it all done, we collab, we make it happen in the midst of dogs barking, kids running around. So if you hear any of those things, that's how we roll. So amazing to be on this episode with you today. Leslie, thank you for setting this up. Thank you for being a part of this. How you doing? I'm great. I'm good. You know, it's the middle of February, Michigan, when we're recording this and the kids are in school. So we're running around like crazy people. And, you know, I think it's such a gift that both of us started something like this, like really around the same time. I mean, we've known each other for several years through the fitness community. Right. And I've always loved, you know, your energy and your classes and um, all the things. And then I started following you, you know, on social media, because that's what friends do. And um, I'm so excited that we're doing it together. Like I listen to your podcast all the time and it's, it's so great. I'm so glad we're together today. Well, and vice versa, I actually listened to your last episode on Moms Get It Done yesterday about mindset and mindset coaching, lots of swearing. And <laughs> actually funny enough, my classes lately, speaking of knowing each other through the fitness industry, they've been rage. They've just been filled with rage and I don't know why. I'm just like, so I have so much to get out, like rage against the machine and Metallica and Pearl Jam and yeah. Nirvana, like you name it. But I do think that it's really amazing, you know, meeting through the fitness industry. We both know that one of our outlets mm-hmm. is physical activity, physical movement, being moms of young kids. How old are your kids again? Mine are seven and five. I have a seven-year-old girl and a five-year-old son. Okay. So we have exactly the same age because mine oh. are five and seven. <laughs> yeah. Mine are five and seven. Right. <laughs> so in funny enough, actually, just to kick things off, being a mom of younger kids or being a mom in general, it's incredibly easy to lose ourselves. What we want, what we need, all of those things. Yeah. And I was at a class this morning and I could just feel the vibe. The energy in the room was, I felt like everybody's minds were somewhere else. And I kind of turned on the music and I said, guys, what's going on today? Like, where are you? Why aren't you here? And every single one of the women in the room agreed that they had something in their minds and something that they was distracting them from being present. 
And so after class, I was talking to one of the moms and just kind of checking in with her. How are you doing? And she said, you know, for so long, my daughter is 16 now. And for so long, I put myself second. You know, my kids were first. My husband was first. I really let myself go. And it feels so good to be back to a place where I am putting myself first and I'm making myself a priority. And I wish I would have done that sooner. I wish I would have done that sooner. And I feel like that's such an important lesson to share with everybody listening that now's the time. Today's the day to put yourself first. Whether you're a mom or a dad or just a human, today is the day to put yourself first. And we're also setting that example for our children. We're setting that example for our kids by following our passions, pursuing our dreams, showing up to work out for ourselves, getting on our yoga mat, whatever those things are, it's incredibly important for your mental health, your physical health, but then also to set that example. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's really funny, you know, moms get a dub is all about getting things done. And this morning I was literally in the middle of my kitchen while the kids were eating, doing a brand new bar routine that I'd never done before holding onto the chair, just talking to them like normal, like whatever, because not only do I get it done, but I, (laughs) I like know what it takes to put yourself first. And it's not always pretty. It's just not like, it's hard. And when I, I had several years of my life when they were really little, when Logan was just born and Olive was like two and a half running around like a mad person where I literally, all I did was for them and my husband. That's it. Like I wasn't doing anything for myself. I didn't take any time for myself and I got burnt out like really fast. And it came out in like the weirdest ways. I was having anxiety attacks. I was mad at my husband all the time. Like it just whatever. But at the time where I really got stuck was, well, I'm responsible for all of this. How do I fit myself into that? How do I fit my own personal well-being into it? Right. So like for the moms that are listening or anyone that's listening to this right now, that isn't taking the time, it's hard to even know like where to start, right? Like, how do you, how do you go from not thinking about yourself at all to putting yourself as a human first? Right. Well, absolutely. And I think a part of it is control, giving up that control, thinking, I know how to do this the best. Mm -hmm. Therefore it's all on me. I know how to do this in a way that works for our family dynamic in my world. And if I give up that control, that's scary. That's scary to give up that control. But in order to make time for yourself and carve out those healthy patterns, we have to get to a point where we rely on our village and our people and we trust them. And in a way, we're giving them a blessing too by saying, okay, you got this. I'm not the only one that can figure this out. And I, I need you. That's also hard. What woman, what mom out there easily says, I need help. None. (laughs) None. About four or five years ago, probably four years ago, because Logan was born. I was with one of my friends and we were talking, maybe we're playing a game or something. And they were like, name one thing that your friend is bad at. And my friend, without skipping a beat, said, you're horrible at asking for help. And I was like, 
what? No, I'm not. And she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you are. Like, you do not take help from anyone. And this is like right in the middle of the madness that I was just talking about. And I really took it to heart. And I was like, oh my God, like I never let anyone help me. And I'm the first one to be like, oh, drop your kids off. Oh, I'll pick them up. Oh, should I take them for ice cream? So you know, have another half hour or whatever. But I wasn't taking anything. I wouldn't let anyone else do it. My husband would do stuff for me and he did it wrong which is BS. Like I should be like, oh my gosh, he did the dishes. Not like you didn't do this. Right. But it was a big learning thing for me. Like I really had to like take a big step back. And I love that you said it was about control and not about asking for help. Right. Cause you want to control it. And that's exactly who I am. I'm like, I want it to be this way. Obviously I can do it better. I'll just do it, which is not the way to put yourself first. Well, it isn't. And that single thing, that single concept of control is not the way to put yourself first. Like, let's think about that for a second. When you can realize that we're not really ever in control anyways, the big guy upstairs is the one that's, that's in control. But when you can realize that and start to create some freedom, you start to create this freedom for yourself. And But it has to start small because if that's a foreign concept to you, if that's a really scary thing, which I think it is for all of us, maybe it simply means one date night a week. You and your husband go out and you trust grandma to watch the kids. Maybe it means at work, sitting down and delegating one project, like starting with those bite-sized things. So it's not, you know, because if you give up too much control, that's when anxiety can start to set in as well, you know? Um, but yeah, so just circling back to putting ourselves first and how to make that possible and what that looks like. And and it looks different for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. I think the first thing is what I would say, and I'm actually going through this now in a different way. What I would say is if it were to look like something that would make you happy, what would that look like? Like when I started to do this, mine was group fitness. I loved that I could like escape, I could exercise. And I like for that hour, I would go to somebody's class, actually where you were teaching at that time. I would go to somebody's class and there'd be no mommy thoughts, no dinner thoughts, no dishes, no kids, nobody's touching me, which is amazing. Like, I don't want anyone to touch me, um, you know, because they're all over you. But it's like the little things, like what would make me happy like today? Would it be like 30 minutes in my room all by myself reading a book? like that silly romance novel, is that it? Or is it, you know, it could be like so many things, right? So maybe it is like the first part is like identifying what it is you would do, right? And then maybe taking that small step, right? Amen, absolutely. Identifying what it is you want to do. Yes. Is it a yoga class? Is it to go to the grocery store by yourself? (gasps) Oh my <laughs> or target, target by yourself and then put in the steps to make it happen. Yes. I mean, I feel like every single one of us right now could go get out a journal, go get out a piece of paper and write down, here's something that I want to do for myself this week. How can I make it possible yeah. and make it possible? And there's so much power in that and doing that. I also think another piece of this that's so interesting is this is what I'm supposed to do. 
I have babies. I'm in charge. I have babies. I'm the sole caretaker. Even if there is a dad and a whole village involved in raising this child, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to stay home. I'm supposed to cook dinner. I'm supposed to be the ultimate caretaker and the nurturer for my whole family. That's a lot of freaking pressure. And it's no wonder, I feel like there's been article after article with everything going on in the world about the unrealistic expectations of moms right now. We're the teacher, we're the caretaker, we're the taxi. And maybe it's always been this way, but it's like, it's on steroids right now. Do you agree? Oh, for sure. For sure. And not just that, but even like in our world where we're entrepreneurs and we should be doing this and we should have this and we should do that. I talked about this last week on the episode with my friend, Stephanie, but these like this should word can invade your space and mess with your mind. I do it all the time. I'm literally going through this like very specific exercise. I'm not doing it. Like, and it, it's really, I have to stop and think about it. I, who says I should be doing that? Me, uh, me. And I'm the one that can change that, right? I should do this. I should do that. But, you know, another thing that we were talking about before was, and you said, which I love, and I, I want to say this on like every podcast I ever do, is that everything you do, your children see. So you're taking care of yourself. It opens the door for them to take care of themselves, to see that that's what healthy humans do. You know, you're working your butt off because you love your podcast and you're bringing light to the world. You know, your kids see you bringing light to the world. You know, I know that when I first became a stay-at-home mom, I was like, I'm not contributing financially. And then when I was a working mom, I'm like, I wasn't there enough for them. It really, it doesn't matter. Like they see what you're doing. Like if you're, if you're living your life with purpose and you're taking care of yourself and the people around you, they're going to see all of that. And it, it, the example is a really big deal too. Well, okay. So, and to piggyback off of your point, 100% yes. They watch everything we do. Hands down, no matter what it is, they watch everything we do. And we have to set those examples of self-care, of of purpose, of respect, of responsibility, of all the lessons, all the hardships, all the hard things that come with parenting. But I also think there's something to bringing them into the experience. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I remember one time I was sitting on the couch editing my website or podcast, like Leslie mentioned, where both these mommypreneurs, where we're trying to pursue our passions and we're trying to do these things we love, but in the midst of the madness. And I remember Cardin, my seven-year-old came up and he's like, mom, you're always on your computer. You're always working. Come play NHL, you know, Xbox with me. I said, buddy, do you want to see what mommy's doing? He said, yeah. He sat next to me and I showed him like, okay, this is mommy's website. And here's mommy teaching a class. And I showed him like how I recorded the class. And he was like, that's you. And I was like, yeah, that's me. He's like, you're on YouTube. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And so I helped him understand that I'm not just ignoring him. Right. So it's so easy to dismiss people. It's not just our kids, but our husband. It's so easy to dismiss people Yeah. when instead of 
dismissing them, what if we brought them into our passions? What if we connected the dots for them and showed them why we're passionate about those things? Yeah. I think that it's really important. My seven-year-old also will, I'll be doing something and she's like, mom's getting done. Like in the background, (laughs) she's like, mom, kids get it done too. I'm like, I know, go clean your playroom. (laughs) But it is important to bring them into it, you know, like into anything. And I think that them being a part of it is a big deal. Plus it, it makes them feel important. You know, when you were a kid, like when Olive or even Logan, he's five and he like loves cooking. So even if he gets to cook something, you know, like, yep, it might be a little messier if he's helping me and whatever, but they feel so involved and they feel like part of the team of the family. Like we talk about this thing in my, in our house, we're like, listen, we're a team. Like, it's not just mommy's job to make things. It's not just mommy's job to clean things up. It's not just daddy's job to make money. Like that's not, that's not how it works. Like we're all a team, right? Like we can all do things for the team and if you get them involved in these various things, like, yes, I'm in charge of mom's get it done. And he's in charge of his company. But like, at the same time, like they'll sit in a meeting with Jeff on a zoom, just like this, just sit like for 10 minutes or whatever, for as long as they can, they just watch him talk. And they feel like they worked with daddy, <laughs> even though they're not doing what he's doing. But like, it's, it's a big deal. And I remember my mom used to let me do things with her when I was younger I was just doing things with her. I didn't care that I was cooking or, you know, cleaning up the playroom or whatever. I didn't care. I just wanted to be with her. So I think that that's a really good point is to bring them in, you know, and I like that. One other thing that I thought about when you were just talking about, when you're just talking about taking the steps to start making time for yourself, when you do start to do it, you have to think about boundaries, right? What are you going to allow to disrupt this? Obviously, if you have an emergency, you're not going to your yoga class. (laughs) But like, I don't know. I think that there's so many times where I can like push off whatever appointment I've made for myself because it's mine, right? Like it's like a facial appointment or something like that. I love getting facials. It's like my thing. But like I'll have a facial appointment and something will come up for Logan. And I'm like, oh, I'll just change it. Well, wait a minute. Why am I just changing it? You know, like, wait a minute, let me see if I can shift it in the other direction. Like you protect this space. I actually have that cousin who I used to always call her for things. Hey, you want to go to a class together? You want to do something? You want to go swimming, whatever. And she'd be like, I can't, I have an appointment. I'm like, oh, okay. How about Tuesday or whatever? So later we were together one time and she was like, oh yeah, my yoga class on Tuesday and blah, blah, blah. I was like, wait a minute. I thought you had an appointment. And she goes, that was my appointment. (laughs) I was like, that's not an appointment. And she was like, yeah, yeah, it was. I t- it's an appointment for myself. And if I you, love uh, that. No, she goes, and you know what happened? You asked me to do something with the kids and I had already scheduled that. I told you I had an appointment. What happened? You said, oh, okay. How about the next day? You didn't question what I was doing. You didn't think that yoga was more important than you. I just told you I had an appointment and I did. And I had an appointment with myself. Thank you for reminding me of that because something happens when we call it an appointment. Uh-huh. The whole world goes, oh, she has an appointment <laughs> versus no, I have yoga that day. Oh, that's something you can give up. You know, like you said, if it's yeah. an emergency, you can, but yeah. So my word for 2020 was boundaries. And I feel oh. like my word forever is going to be boundaries because I'm always trying to learn them. It's a very hard thing to learn. Yeah. And I just did it last weekend. I had a zoom 
No, in a bad way. Like I didn't oh. do it. I didn't oh, honor no. a boundary. <laughs> like I just didn't honor it. And you reminded me and thank you for that because I need these reminders. I had a Zoom yoga session planned and I invited a lot of people to come to this Zoom yoga session. And it was going to be all about it's a heart opening, heart chakras. Like yeah. we're close to Valentine's Day. And my dog got sick. Mm-hmm. She um she wouldn't put pressure on her paw. She wasn't mm-hmm. walking. And guess what I did? I immediately thought I have to take her to the vet. I have to cancel my Zoom yoga. I have to jump in and save the day. And I did. And I canceled, I canceled my Zoom yoga to go do that. When now looking back on the situation, why couldn't I have honored that appointment and all those people that I made a commitment to and say, you know, Kyle, my husband, is this something you could do? Could you take her to the vet? Maybe your mom could come over and watch the kids. Like there would have been other ways to do that. But what did I do? I said, I have to do this. I, you know, I have to take control (laughs) and do this. So what can we all learn from that lesson? What can I learn from that lesson? I, I have to stop doing that. I have to stop doing that. Yeah. And I think there's a line, right? Like your, your fur baby is another child, right? So like, of course you feel immediately drawn to do that. I do see the point, but yeah, it's, it's very easy to just cancel whatever you have for yourself. And I I'm really working on that and it's, it is hard and boundaries are hard. And the other reason boundaries are so hard is because they constantly shift, right? Like you could have like a very solid boundary for one thing and then it shifts and it, So it's a, I think it's just a constant learning process. Well, and another part of that too, and I love this line, you're going to disappoint somebody. So don't make it yourself. Isn't that from Untamed? Maybe. The book? Might be from, oh, Untamed's the best book ever. Oh my gosh, I know. So it it actually might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're going to disappoint somebody. Don't make it yourself. And thinking about that, I also think it goes back. I love that you called your family a team because I do the same thing. And what's best for team Osborne? What's best for team long? And truly last weekend canceling what I canceled in my mind was what was best for team long. So maybe I can rationalize it that way that mommy was needed elsewhere. Right. So really you do when you're establishing those blurry boundaries, because boundaries can be blurry. You have to ask yourself what's best for you. What's best for team long and boundaries are healthy. You have to create boundaries, but you also have to kind of, you know, make a decision on, and what's best for the the whole. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. You know, Leslie, I wanted to talk to you too about today because we're talking about family dynamics and we're talking about children and we're talking about self-love and self-time and making appointments with ourselves. I wrote down something that's on my heart this week, another thing that that I've been thinking about, and I would love to just talk it through. Sure, yeah. Um, I wrote down connection and how to connect. And instead of getting angry or avoiding or deflecting with our children or our spouses or the the relationships in our life, how we can get to a place of asking for what we need and asking for what we want through connection. And some things I wrote down, which I know when you and I were kind of talking before, you had these amazing phrases that you put out there. And I would love for you to share those as well. But some of these phrases that I wrote down are, wow, that's really awesome. Tell me more. 
I really loved how you handled ABC. Why did you handle it that way? That sounds hard. How did you get through it? I asked you three times to do ABC. It's important to me or it's important to our family. How can I ask you differently to get it done? And I wrote down those questions because I feel like as a mother, as a wife, as a human, it's so easy to get angry or avoid, to retreat or to deflect. If I have a really stressful day, I bottle it all up and then who do I take it out on? Your family. Yeah, exactly. And so these questions for connection, these thoughtful processes of saying things in a way that are more mindful. Yeah. You know, so I just wanted to mention those questions and I love see those. what you thought about that. I love those. And I actually have been doing a lot of research and reading about this because <laughs> one time I read this thing and it said, it was like a meme or something. And I think I've reposted it on Moms Get It Done, but it said, um, how you speak to your children become their inner voice. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hear my mother so much sometimes. And thankfully my mother was a kind, amazing woman, but you know, very sarcastic. So I hear that a lot, but I hear my mother a lot and like, they're going to hear me a lot. So if I'm like, Olive, gosh, I asked you 20 times, like put on your shoes. That's what she's going to think. Right. So I'm really working on speaking to them in a different way. So like asking these open questions that are specific open questions. I know that's not real. I just made that up. Like, what was your favorite part of today? You know, we'll spend like the whole day together and we'll do something and whatever. One time, oh my gosh, this is so funny. One time we went to this big event. I don't remember what it was. It was like an amusement park or something. And I was like, what was your favorite part of today? And Logan goes, seeing a chipmunk. <laughs> and I was like, I spent like $200 at this place on all these rides and all these things. And you saw a chipmunk. <laughs> so it's not always. So simple. Good. So simple. But I was like, oh yeah. my God, I could have stayed home and found a chipmunk. Um, anyway. so like. What do you wish happened today? You know, things like this to like get them to really open up and maybe hit a part of them. That's not just how is reading? How is math? Did you go to gym? Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you remember to turn in your homework? Did you like all of these feel like list things, right? And like, I really want them to know that I care about who they are. I'm asking them because I care. And the words that I use matter, right? Like I need Olive to put on her freaking shoes. You know, so sometimes it's not even words. Like I just walk over and I grab her little hand and I'm like, sweetie, we need to put on shoes now. And like, yes, I'm holding in my madness. Like it's, it's in there. I can feel it. But you know what? She's not, not putting her shoes on to piss me off. She's not putting her shoes on because she's in olive land, like doing whatever she's doing. So like me just realizing that she's not doing it against me always kind of stops me. Like I, even when I'm mad, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, this isn't about me. I actually do this in my adult life too, where I'm like, this person, this person's crazy and mean right now, but it's not about me. It's about them. So like, and I always try to think about that with the kids when they're like madness. I always am like, you know what? It's something they're going through. It's not a direct reflection of me and my mothering. 
<laughs> well, that's very progressive. I mean, yeah. that's very progressive of you. That's hard to do. Oh, I don't do it all the time, but I'm definitely yeah. working on it. Like it's definitely, it's helping me stop mm-hmm. and be like, okay, what, how can I use kind words to get her to do what I want her to do, but also not to, you know, scream at her. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same. I'll raise my hand over here getting out the door to school in the morning. It's that what I wrote down, you know, it's important to mommy. Please put on your shoes. I've asked you three times. It's important to mommy. How could I ask you in a different way to make you do it? Amazing. Versus get your shoes on! <laughs> Losing my shit all the time. <laughs> I mean, one of the questions I ask on my podcast to every guest is how do you navigate the shit storm? And so I oh feel like gosh, that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. Oh my gosh. You know what I've been doing? I had this woman on the podcast a few months ago and it's about how to like stop yelling at your kids. And she reminded me that sometimes when I'm losing it, I literally go in the garage, which is freezing cold right now. And I slam the door behind me like a little bit. And I just breathe for like three seconds and remind myself that like, I don't have to be a mad person to get out the door. But that's genius. That's genius. And that's even an untamed also. Remember, she goes in the closet. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. She part. goes in the closet. So you go in the garage, she goes in the closet and... I need to start doing that too. It's from the pantry. I'm going to start locking myself in the pantry. <laughs> They're always in the dang pantry. I don't know why. I'm that's like, true. I'm always like in there doing something. Because so you can't go in the bathroom alone. I go in the bathroom no. to pee and they all follow me. No, I know. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. I'm like, I really need to lock the door like every time. And if they're like pounding on the door, I'm like, really? Like what is happening right now? No, but when their dad goes to the bathroom, He's free as a bird for 45 minutes (laughs) because don't, I swear to God, like, I don't know what men do in the bathroom for 45 minutes, but they do. I'm in and out because moms get it done. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I want to be in and out of there just so no one else comes in while I'm there. I'm like, Ooh, I just did it all by myself. Look at that. Look at how amazing I am. I think I might set my laptop up on the bathroom counter and just like put a chair in there or something. (laughs) I don't know. Spend 45 minutes locked in the bathroom, whatever. But I love the garage idea. Get out, breathe. (laughs) I do like that a lot. And I'm really just, I think right now, and I do think about the words that I use to them. And also I speak to them like adults. And I think that, I think my parents did this to me too. I don't know. I don't ever remember being like, but I know that some people like talk down to children, um, which maybe they just do naturally. Cause that's how people talk to them or whatever. Like maybe they don't even know they're doing it, but I speak to them like adults. And my husband actually, when they were real little, he used to say things to them with like big words, like big vocabulary words. And I was like, babe, he didn't, they do not know what that means. And he's like, they won't unless I use it. And I'm like, that is so brilliant. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, I guess you're right. Like if we use small words with them their whole life, that's what they're going to know is small words. So he's like, yeah, I can explain it to them. Like I'm an adult. I can explain what that word means. I'm like, yes, yes, you can. (laughs) You and I, oh, I love that. And we share that in common so much. My husband is the same way. Yeah. And he will sit down and explain the most complicated thing to them. Like, you know, a child asks, what is gravity? You can give them a very basic answer, or you can really go into the details about gravity. Yeah. What it is and how it happens. And I talk to my children like they're adults too. And I just, I agree. I feel like that's so important to make them feel a part of 
the conversation, you know, maybe if yeah, mommy and daddy are having a conversation, bringing them into the fold of it. And I think you just have to be careful about, or not careful, but open to, if you're going to talk to them like adults, be open to the questions that they'll have and be okay with the questions yeah. that they'll have. And I'm totally okay saying, hey, yeah, I'm not ready to learn that. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. I like, guess that's what I was know, trying to say. I will right. totally explain this to you when you're a little bigger and they're, sometimes they're like, okay. And sometimes she's like, so like seven and a half, like when I'm seven and a half, you'll like, right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. Like I just got into like that. You're, you're trapping me now. <laughs> exactly. But exactly. I, I'm okay doing that. I mean, we're adults. We can decide what they hear and what they don't. Right. But then mm-hmm. they hear other things, you know, like scary things, like what is the coronavirus and why can't I go to school and why, yep. you know, like in the beginning it was, you know, we made a very conscious decision and we're like, there's a virus and people are getting sick and people are dying and they don't know why. Mm-hmm. And everybody's scared. And so we're going to stay home together. Do you want to play a game? And they're mm-hmm. like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Olive's bigger. So she, you know, got upset about it very, a lot quicker than Logan did, you know, cause she's starts to understand. And then, then I got sick. I didn't have coronavirus, but I got sick. And so they put me in this little room <laughs> for like a few days. And she's like, well, if coronavirus isn't that bad, why is mommy in the room? So they're smarter than we think they are, you know? So like, I don't want her to to catch me and I don't want to say a lie, but I, you know, I don't, I don't need her to know the gravity of it, but I I don't want to talk to her like she's dumb either. So Mm -hmm. like, I think that there's like a fine line there, but you know, everybody knows their own kid and what they can handle, you know? Absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I think that that's important too. So I have to ask because I'm kind of obsessed with the name Olive. Oh, thanks. Where did Olive come from? So I hate olives. I don't eat them like ever. <laughs> okay, good and to I'm know. To do. It's a long story, but I really don't. And so when I was pregnant, my husband and I, we watched this show called Fringe. And it's like the sci-fi show that was on TV. And this woman that was on the show, her name was Olivia. And when they were, when she was little, she was in these like trials or whatever. And they called her Olive. And my husband was like, oh, we should call our daughter Olive. And I was like, I hate olives. Why would you even say that? And he's like, you're going to like this one. And again, oh. it's the only one I like. <laughs> I'm going to like this one. I, like I hate it. them. I can't take it. Um, well, it's an adorable name. Is her actual name Olive yeah, or is it Olive. Olivia? No, it's Okay, Olive. it's Olive. Okay. So okay. we just wanted it to be Olive, but she loves her name. So she's very, it's really cute. And so she's named after this woman that has superpowers in the show. And then Logan, my other is named after Wolverine. So we're, mm. so we're you're a superhero family. family. We are. We are. You're like Elastigirl. And <laughs> <laughs> we love that I love that. Uh, yeah, there are too. a few questions that I ask every guest. Did you say you have them too? Yeah. Ask okay. away. All right. All right. My first one is what is your favorite thing to do with your family? Ooh, favorite thing to do with my family travel. Oh, good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. If you have two hours all to yourself, what do you do? Two hours all to myself. I pick up a book and I sit down and I read a book or go get a pedicure. Ooh, love it. Uh, what's your favorite food? Ooh, hard one. Um, I, well, I'm kind of obsessed with this tofu stir fry right up the road at a restaurant called Indo. I could literally eat it every day. Ooh, it's so delicious and fresh. And oh my gosh, I'll get that info from you right after it's this. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Um, what are, what book are you reading or listening to right now? Hmm. Um, 
It's called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. (laughs) Now, if you would have asked me that question like last week, it probably would have been a self-help book. Oh, God. But I got into a little uh, fiction romance. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I can't be like, oh, I love it. I would recommend it, but it's pretty good. Oh, that's fantastic. If you could be anything, what would you be? If I could be anything, what would I be? Well, my tagline in my email for years and years has been be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Mm. So I, I, I would be myself. <gasps> That's I would the be best myself. answer ever. Yeah, I, I would. Mean, you, have, you have a few questions that you asked too, right? Yeah, I do. I do. So one of the main questions is how do you navigate the shit storm? And I feel like, you know, with the name of my podcast being sunny side up, it's all about those bright spots in the dark times. Yeah. So I know that you and I have talked about a lot of the shit storm and a lot of the mess and the message in the mess, but what about something else in your life? Some really hard, difficult time that you went through Mm -hmm. and how did you get through it? What did it look like and how did you get through it? Oh my gosh. That's a big one. Um, honestly, when I, Jeff and I met and then he went to business school and I went to Florida to start a company and I was starting this company. I was like the seventh one in the company and um, I was an assistant. So I was running around and I was crazy, but I realized I was all by myself. Like for the first time ever, I didn't have like a man, my parents weren't supporting me. I mean, Jeff and I were together, but we were like completely separate and I was scared. Like I, it was tough, like to be all alone. I lived by myself for the first time ever. You know, I lived in New York before that. So it's insanely expensive. That wasn't real. That wasn't like a thing that you can do. And I remember thinking like, how am I going to do it? And what I did was I worked really hard. I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I decided to succeed. And so I did. And I was like, no matter what it takes, I will make it and I will shine. And the way that I knew how to do that was to work hard. And, you know, there's lots of things I learned just in that, you know, (laughs) how hard do you really work? But uh, yeah, it was hard. But that's what I did. Well, and you made up your mind that no matter what you were going to get through. So when you establish that habit and that pattern in your life, it can take you through anything, right? Mind over matter. Not to be cliche, but no, it's totally, yeah. it's real. It's a real thing. People don't just say it. <laughs> no. Well, and coming full, coming full circle, I was also talking to a mom in one of my fitness classes who's going to be an empty nester. <gasps> right. And so yeah. making, making this podcast relevant to everyone is that you were afraid because you were going to be alone, but then things come full circle because we raise our kids and they leave the house and we're afraid to be alone again because they're gone. So we give up so much of ourselves to be parents and we go through that chapter of our lives, but then the kids leave. And now we have this new chapter of being alone and navigating that or walking away from careers, finding ourselves again. And it all, it all goes. So thank you for sharing that. Another question that I asked, which I mentioned my favorite quote is be yourself. Everyone else is taken. What's one of your favorite quotes, Leslie? Lately, it's been, again, back to the Untamed book. It was that we can do hard things. And sometimes anything can be hard. Like, the you know, coronavirus is hard. And being home too much is hard. Having to go somewhere is hard. (laughs) You know, 
being safe is hard. Making decisions is hard. You know, I think in my last podcast, and I th- I've read this over and over again, which is like, you need to choose your heart. You know, marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your heart. God, that's so true. Oh, that's so true. Choose your heart. I think yeah. about all the time now. And I'm like, you know what? This is hard. The other part is hard too. So which one do I want? And I can get through it because I can do hard things. I love that. And it's so true. And I, God bless you, Glenn and Doyle. I say, <laughs> I say it to my kids all the time when they're like, I can't. I'm like, yes, we can. Yes, we, we can. can do hard things. We and can like, do if you hard say things. that to somebody enough, they believe it. And they Well, talk. right. And again, what we say, they become what, yeah. you know, and teaching them to be resilient. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was I going to say in that? I could live my life in quotes for sure, but um, I'm really, I'm really proud of us. I have to say, and, uh-huh. and I want to say this publicly and on the air because in the time that Leslie and I have been talking, you know, there's a little puppy underneath me chewing on everything possible. <laughs> my other two dogs are downstairs barking. I have a sink full of dishes. My house is like a freaking tornado right now. And we decided today's the day we're going to do this. And I'm really proud of us because we have an important message to share. We have things to say, and it's important that we did this. So I think we're awesome. (laughs) I think you you are an amazing, like badass woman. And every time, you know, that I see any of your things and anything that you have come out, you really do light up the world. And I think that people you don't need that. People need the light and you are one of the light. You know, I'm like a doer and let's do it. And you know, and you're the light. And I think that that's important. Well, thank you. That means a lot. Thank you for saying that. But I think you are a badass because (laughs) I'm looking at the screen here and I'm like, what would the world do without the doers? Like we need, we need you to shine. We need you to teach us the way we need you to shine your beautiful light forward and teach us how to do. And I mean that so wholeheartedly. Like, I feel like this is the first time you and I have actually sat down with a cup of coffee and had a chance, (laughs) cheers, um, to do this, but but it's connection and it's community and it's sisterhood. And I'm really honored that we got to do this today. I mean that. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me and sunny side up listeners. I'm so happy to see you. So thank you for listening. And moms get it done. What a fun collab. So who knows what's next, but I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Bring it on. Bring it on. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. I love this episode and my time with Leslie so much. And funny enough, neither of us realized that the topic was going to be letting go of control. And it's such a great topic and something that we can all relate to because every single one of us is a control freak in some way. Maybe it's control in our family dynamic or control of a career, a job, whatever it may be, when we feel out of control is when we start to get anxious and lose our grounding. And we have to get to a place where we realize that we were never really in control to begin with. And how we can find those tools in our toolbox to let a little bit of control go, to find that freedom for mental health, for clarity, for physical health, and really just for a dynamic of better relationships. 
So what evaluation do you need to make in your life for control? And maybe just giving it up one little inch at a time, trusting others with responsibilities and seeing how that feels for each of us. The key takeaways from the podcast today are written in the comment section. So many great little nuggets that we can take with us throughout our days, throughout our weeks. You can find Leslie Osborne on the Moms Get It Done podcast by searching Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found, as well as Sunny Side Up, my podcast, and all details for my personal website and podcast and workouts, all things yoga, are listed at AllieMarieLong.com. Thank you so much again for being here. What an awesome collab. So much fun. And I'll see you next time. If you are interested in being a guest on Sunnyside Up, please email me at bornsunnysideup at gmail.com and I will send you the Google form to get started. Really excited about where this is all going. Thanks for continuing to tune in and I hope to hear from you and continue this dialogue of interesting, fascinating conversations that connect us, bring us purpose, and just really help us find the bright side of everything in life.